Everything you thought you knew about the 2021 NFL season basically was flipped on its head Sunday in week nine. We're going to tell you all about it. I'm your Monday host, Bo Brock. It's the Locked On NFL Podcast. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Fired up. That's right. It is the Locked On NFL podcast. I'm your Monday host, Bo Brock, daily host of Locked On Cardinals. Could the Cards, we're going to tell you whether or not they could overcome not having their franchise quarterback, Kyler Murray, their top wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins. They had already lost J.J. Watt. Oh, they also didn't have A.J. Green. Could they take care of business on the road against the San Francisco 49ers in week nine? We'll tell you that. Could the Kansas City Chiefs, could they get back on track? And things just got plain weird in week nine, on Sunday at least. Teams that you thought were good, they lost. Teams that you had written off, they won. Several teams were missing key players. Some of those players were missed. Some teams, they just didn't miss a beat. In week nine, there was no Aaron Rodgers. We know all about that story. Kyler Murray, he was out with a bum ankle. DeAndre Hopkins had a bad hamstring. Derrick Hendry just said foot surgery. How did their respective teams fare? Make sure you're following along on Twitter at Locked On Network. Follow me, your host, Bo Brock, at B-O-B-R-A-C-K. Easiest way to search it. Just put Bob Rack. And, of course, we're up on YouTube. The Locked On NFL podcast is on YouTube with great daily content coming your way. Make sure you're subscribed. Just search us, Locked On NFL. Let's get into the action from Sunday, Week 9, the early games. The Dolphins got their second win of the season. They beat the Texans 17-9 in Miami. Jacoby Brissett got the start over the injured Tua, threw for 244 yards, a touchdown, did have two interceptions. It was the Dolphins overcoming five turnovers to improve the 2-7. and seven. Defensive end Emmanuel Ogba had a monster game with two and a half sacks, two tackles for a loss, and three quarterback hits. Houston dropped its eighth straight game despite the return of quarterback to Rod Taylor. It was a three-interception game for Taylor who completed 24 for 43 passes for 240 yards and no touchdowns. The Texans, who are now 1-8, and struggled to run the ball, totaling just 73 yards on 18 carries on the ground. Eric Murray, Malik Collins each had an interception to lead the Houston defense. It was another nail-biter for the Ravens. Justin Tucker came up clutch once again, nailed a 36-yard field goal with under a minute left in overtime as the Ravens beat the Vikings 34-31. In Baltimore, the Ravens overcame a 24-10 second-half deficit to win the game. Lamar Jackson passed for 266 yards, three touchdowns, and two picks. He added another 120 yards on the ground. He was a monster on the ground. It was Jackson's 12th career 100-yard rushing performance, which passes Michael Vick for most all-time. Ravens lead the AFC North with a 6-2 record. Kirk Cousins 187 passing yards and two touchdowns, while Dalvin Cook finished the day with 110 rushing yards in the loss. Vikings have lost two straight. They're tied with the Bears for second place in the NFC North with a 3-5 record. A shocker, the Bills quarterback Josh Allen's incomplete pass on 4th and 16 sealed a 9-6 defensive struggle as the Jags shocked the Bills in Jagsville. Jaguars linebacker Josh Allen had a sack, a pick, and a fumble recovery against the Bills Allen. Same name. Trevor Lawrence left the game with an ankle injury in the second quarter, but was able to return before halftime and finish the day 
With just 118 passing yards, Jacksonville now 2-6. and six. The Bills had three turnovers and 12 penalties in the loss. Allen passed for 264 yards, two interceptions, and the Bills have now lost two of their last three. Another surprising outcome, the Giants forced a late fumble, and they held on to beat the Raiders 23-16 in East Rutherford as the Raiders had won two straight. Linebacker Quincy Roche, he had a strip sack with 44 seconds left to help New York improve the 3-6. and six. Daniel Jones, 15 for 20, 110 yards and a touchdown. While Devontae Booker added 99 rush yards, Xavier McKinney came up with two picks, one of which was returned for a touchdown for the Giants. Derek Carr in Las Vegas mustered only a field goal in the second half as they dropped to 5-3, and three. Carr threw for 296 yards, but had two interceptions, completed 30 of 46 passes. Defensive end Yannick Ngakwe had two sacks of the team's three total sacks in the setback. The Shockers continued, and despite giving up three touchdowns in the second half, it was the Falcons. They escaped the Superdome with a victory. It was Youngway Koo hitting a 29-yard field goal as time expired to give the Falcons a 27-25 win over the Saints in the Big Easy. Matt Ryan played well. 343 yards, two touchdowns. He connected with Corderell Patterson for a 64-yard bomb that set up the coup field goal. Alameda Ezekias caught two touchdowns for Atlanta, which improved to 4-4. Four and four. Yeah, they've even the record at 4-4. Four and four. Saints backup quarterback Trevor Simeon fell, threw for 249 yards. Two tutties. Alvin Kamara powered New Orleans with 50 rushing yards and a touchdown. Four receptions, 50-54 yards. Marcus Davenport, Cam Jordan each recorded a sack for the Saints, who now dropped to 5-3 and three on the season. Everything was clicking just right for the Broncos' defense as Denver stunned the Cowboys 30-16. to 16. And at the Jerry Dome, Jonathan Cooper led the Denver defense with two sacks, two tackles for a loss, and two QB hits. Broncos held Dallas scoreless. The first three quarters building a 30-0 lead in the fourth quarter. Tim Patrick had a big day. Four receptions, 85 yards, and a touchdown. While Javante Williams, the rookie running back, added 111 rushing yards for the Broncos, who are now 5-4 and four on the season. It was a rough day for Dak Prescott and the Cowboys, who had their six-game winning streak snap. Prescott completed just 19 for 39 passes with two touchdowns and a pick. It was the lowest scoring game of the season for Dallas, which fell to 6-2. and two. And look, Dallas is a team that could not afford to not have their offense show up in games and get shut down by the opposing defense. That's what happened. Micah Parsons, the first-round pick, the rookie linebacker, racked up two and a half sacks and ten tackles, a monster game to lead the defense in the loss. One of the biggest surprises of the earlier games was an AFC North blowout. And it was probably a team nobody was expecting. The Cleveland Browns absolutely just dog walked the Cincinnati Bengals 41 to 16. How were the Browns able to pull it off after all the off the field issues with one of their top receivers who's no longer with the organization? How Baker Mayfield and crew got ready for this contest and took it to one of their division foes. First, I got to tell you about Direct TV Stream. It's how you can get all your TV together in one place. It's a simple way to do that. You can take all the on-demand favorites you like, mix it with your live TV. So if you're watching the Browns game, you can flip between that and what's on demand. Your favorite TV shows, movies. Best part, there's no annual contract. Stop waiting to get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more. Direct TV. Dot com. That's directtv.com. The Locked On NFL podcast marches on here. Bo Brock, your Monday host. I'm joined by Jeff Lloyd of Locked On Browns. He joins us to break down one of the biggest surprises of Sunday. That was the Cleveland Browns 
just beating division rival the Cleveland or Cincinnati Bengals 41 to 16. It was a dominating performance by the defense, but also the offense showed up. Jeff, how are the Browns able to pull this off with everything going on off the field with Odell Beckham Jr.? Uh, do they just do better in the face of adversity? It seems to be the case. We talked about this a little bit on the last couple of shows we did this week, whether it was the pregame show. And then, you know, we went and did a special edition show Friday when, you know, the official news was that they were going to move on from Odell. You go back to the Steelers playoff game last year, Coach Stefanski out, Joel Batonio out. And it seemed like, you know, this team really like rallied around and like everybody is on the same page. And that was kind of like the calling card we had for this week. You know, like when the chips are down, when you think you have, you know, an organization, whether it's the front office, whether it's the coaching staff, whether it's the roster itself, where everybody is kind of with each other, you believe that they can maneuver through these tough times. And this is basically the case today. They went in there and look, they've had, you know, a nice run against Cincinnati. Granted, this current Bengal roster is a lot better than it has been in the last couple of years. But, you know, when the chips are down, you know, are you going to man up or are you going to run away? And this was a really difficult week for them. And this could have been maybe at four and five, the end of the Browns 2021 season. This AFC North is stacked. Everybody can play week in, week out. They all give their best efforts. They all play well. Um, they needed this and they had to have it. So regardless of the fact that there was some dissension within the ranks this week, the most important thing was going into Cincinnati, getting a W and they got that done. Yeah, they certainly did. Big plays were kind of the name of the game for Cleveland all along the way. They had the big 100-yard interception return from Denzel Ward, uh, picking off Joe Burrow and taking him to the house. And then you had a big run, 60-plus yard rush from Nick Chubb, and then the big pass play. Jeff Lloyd, Locked On Browns. Check out his episode of Locked On Browns today, wherever you find podcasts, at Jeff LJ Lloyd on Twitter. I just feel like one, one last thing before we get out of here. I mean, I think that it's so much talent in that defensive secondary. A lot of youngsters. Greg Newsom even made some big plays today, uh, along with Denzel Ward. And then you've got that defensive line. If they can overcome the penalties that they seem to get flagged up for often, this is a, one of the best defenses in the NFL, i got to think. They are very, very fast. Look, you got five sacks today. So if you get five sacks, you're going to get penalties for hitting the quarterback. The one on Sheldon Day, um, I want an explanation. I really, I really, really do because, I mean, he was wrapped around the waist and kind of like teddy bear hugged him to the ground. Um, <laughs> yeah. The Jadavian Clowney one that wasn't called, which led to, you know, the little brouhaha on the sidelines. Jordan Elliott got a 15-yard penalty. Clowney but when just you needs to get line up on sides. <laughs> yes, yes, he does. And the NFL needs to call holding on Miles Garrett. It, 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 there's so much craziness in what is called and what is not called. Um, but the Browns defensive line, this is the key. This is the calling card right now. Uh, Jeremiah Usukormo was their best linebacker. They haven't had him for a while. Um, Denzel Ward stepped up today. Um, obviously, Greg Newsom stepped up. Greedy Williams leaving with a shoulder is definitely a concern because this kept him out all the 2020 season. But there's a whole bunch of young guys. They're all fast. They all play hard. They all play intelligent. And they're going to need to get better. They are. Because regardless, whatever the best version of Baker Mayfield is this year, there's going to be hitches. There's going to be you know some not there moments. He's injured. It's a torn labrum. There's a broken bone there. He's giving you everything he can, which means you understand there's going to be deficiencies which means you need some more perfections and everybody else stepping up and doing 110% in some other aspects to compensate for the fact that he's playing injured. Um, you know, granted, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals, it's two weeks in a row now where it's kind of been disappointing on their front. 
We'll see how it works out for them. And the Browns is going to have to go. But, I mean, you still got Baltimore twice, and that's going to come down to everything to what defines this Browns 2021 season. One final score from the early games. It was Bill Belichick and the Patriots continuing their dominance over Sam Darnold. This time, Darnold, of course, wearing new duds. He's playing for the Carolina Panthers in the last couple games. He struggled mightily. This was no different. It was the Pats dominating and shutting down the Panthers 24-6. to And don't look now. Bill Belichick and his Patriots squad, they are 5-4. and And how about this? Improved to 4-0 and on the road. Uh, complete utter domination of the Panthers. When you look at the uh, the box score and, and how Mac Jones did, 12 for 18, efficient 139, a touchdown pass, a pick. Ramondre Stevenson, the rookie out of Oklahoma, 10 carries, 62 yards, also had a pair of catches for 44 yards. Damian Harris, 15 carries for just 30 yards, but he did find the end zone for the Pats, who have the Browns up next. Justin Herbert balled out in Philadelphia. Was it enough for the Bolts to beat the Birds? Also, speaking of the Birds, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins were out of the lineup for the Arizona Cardinals. Could they bounce back without a couple of their star players and avenge their first loss of the season on the road in Santa Clara against the San Francisco 49ers in the Chiefs? Could they finally get right and get a W against the shorthanded Green Bay Packers who were without Aaron Rodgers? Did you know Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever? If you haven't tried Built Bar by now, you're missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it doesn't taste like one. You have to try one of these amazing bars yourself just to believe it. Most protein bars, chalky, waxy, just plain hard to choke down. But a Built Bar, it's soft, covered in 100% real chocolate. And when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience, one that you'll enjoy. In fact, you'd swear you're eating a candy bar. Built Bars, low in carbs, low calories, low fat, low sugar, but high in protein. All the healthy benefits on top of being just purely delicious. So many flavors. In fact, Built Bar is rolling out a different flavor, limited time flavor, on, on top of their nine original flavors. New limited time flavors three to four days. So check their website often. You don't want to miss out. Go to built.com. Use the promo code locked 15. Get 15% off your order. That's promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com. There was great action in the NFL in week nine. There's great action in the NFL every week. If you want to get in on that bet online, it's back better than ever. Their new web interface is great for the start of basketball season. More props, more odds, more lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for basketball and football action this season. Head over, check out their new updated desktop, mobile website. Sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code locked on, one word, you'll get your bonus. That means if you put in 100 bucks, get 50 free dollars to help build your stack from hoops. Football, baseball isn't a rearview mirror, but you can start to look at some futures bets, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021-2022 season. Bet online, the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. We're so thankful that you make the Lockdown NFL podcast your first listen each and every day. We know you have so many options and to choose us and to tune in. 
subscribe to our podcast, watch us on YouTube. Uh, we're just uh, forever grateful for that. So thank you so much. Of course, if you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Network or follow me at B-O-B-R-A-C-K. So we're so thankful for that. Uh, getting to the afternoon games. It was, uh, you know, th- this was just a surprising Sunday in week nine. The Arizona Cardinals were as shorthanded as could be. They'd already lost J.J. Watt, you know, several different issues in his arm, and he officially placed on IR, long shot for him to come back this year after it uh, looks like he's headed for surgery. But the Cardinals didn't have Kyler Murray, sprained his ankle in one of the last plays, and their loss to the Green Bay Packers, their first loss of the season. Kyler Murray was out. DeAndre Hopkins also aggravated a hamstring, so, so much so that he was not available on Sunday against the Niners as well. So the Cardinals, they didn't need their star players to make a statement against the 49ers. James Conner rushed for two touchdowns and caught another one as the Cardinals defeated the Niners 31-17 in Santa Clara Levi's. Chase Edmonds was essentially injured on the first play in this game too. Arizona was out without Murray, without DeAndre Hopkins. Colt McCoy threw for 249 yards, a touchdown, and the Cardinals are now 8-1. Jimmy Garoppolo threw for two touchdowns and a pick. George Kittle returned from the IR. He had 101 receiving guards and a score for San Francisco, who now falls to 3-5 and five on the season. It'll be interesting to see how Kyle Shanahan won if he's going to if that seat continues to heat up for Shanahan, who, of course, has one winning season in the Bay Area since taking over in 2017. That was, of course, their Super Bowl run. They lost to the Chiefs. But ever since then, you know, this could be another double-digit loss. It's only been double-digit losses outside of that Super Bowl run for the Niners. It was Justin Herbert nearly flawless for the Bolts in a road win over the Eagles. But L.A. had to fight for it and claw for it. They defeated the Eagles 27-24 in Philly on a last-second 29-yard field goal from Dustin Hopkins, who was released, waived a couple weeks ago from the Washington football team, Herbert. Electric, completing 32 of 38 passes for 356 yards, two touchdowns, and added another score on the ground. He found his favorite target, Keenan Allen, often. 12 times, 104 yards. Jordan Howard, Kenneth Gainwell rushed for touchdowns for Philly. Jalen Hurts led the offense with just 162 passing yards, a touchdown, 62 yards on the ground. Eagles rookie wide receiver, Heisman Trophy winner, Devonta Smith, had a great game. Five catches, 116 yards, and a score. The Chargers now 5-3 and three with the win. Eagles fall to 3-6. and six. The Kansas City Chiefs needed a big win. They got that. They didn't have to face Aaron Rodgers in doing so. They take out the Packers 13-7. Green Bay falls to 7-2. The Chiefs, they go one game over 500 at 5-4. and four. I bring on from Locked On Chiefs, Chris Clark. Chris, man, first right out of the gates, Patrick Mahomes... What what do you, what do you attribute to, attribute to his struggles this season? Because just 166 yards in this game, a touchdown, pretty pedestrian for Patrick Mahomes' standards. Extremely pedestrian, and I will say, big win. I'm not so sure I would call it that. The defense played very well, though they were going against Jordan Love, not Aaron Rodgers. I think that played a lot into it. But when you look at Patrick Mahomes so far this season, he just hasn't played uh, to his ability, and I think a lot of it is he doesn't seem to trust his offensive line which is interesting because his offensive line looks like it's a lot better than it was last year at times. So uh, I think he's just moving around in the pocket too much and not uh, taking what defenses give him. Yeah. 13 to seven. It was just kind of grinded out. The, uh, the Packers were able to add a, a touchdown closer to the end of the ball game. 
what what did you see uh, was the biggest difference for this defense in this contest? Was it just going up against an unproven quarterback in Jordan Love and taking advantage of that? Yeah, I so late in the fourth quarter, the uh, the uh, Fox News crew said or the Fox crew said that the Chiefs have blitzed seventeen times so far in the game. Kansas City never blitzes that much. They do blitz, but they don't ever blitz that much. So a lot of it was just them getting pressure. Uh, unfortunately, the pressure didn't get home as much as you would hope because you know you only have I think one sack in that game. Uh, but I think that's a lot of what it was is they pressured love into getting the ball out quicker than you wanted. It was, uh, you know, is this, I don't think anybody's going to crawl, but it was necessary to get the W. Uh, it's still, you, you just from talking, it sounds like this team has a long way to go. I think they do have a long way to go. You look at what happened in this game and they missed plays multiple different times. Uh, they didn't turn the ball over for the first time in a long time. That's a start in the right direction. But the problem is, is that when you have players that are getting the ball on third down, they have to make those conversions. Uh, I remember at least three drops on third down alone, which killed drives. Uh, and that's just on third down. That wasn't other drops that happened throughout the game as well. What uh, What's going to be the best thing going forward for this Chiefs team? Is it on the offensive side of the football or is it going to be the defense where they can get right quick? I think it has to be the offense. I don't think the off. I don't think the defense is going to get right. I think that they're going to uh, hopefully play better throughout the rest of the season. But I think the offense has to get right. Uh, you have to have somebody other than Tyree Kill or Travis Kelsey make plays. Mm-hmm. And Kelsey had a couple of, in, of uncharacteristic drops tonight. Uh, you know, against the Packers, and those types of drops really kill drives. And you can't have that. Five and four on the season. Big game coming up against the Raiders in the division. The Cowboys after that. And then another division showdown with the Broncos. Make sure you're checking out Locked on Chiefs with Chris and Ryan. They're breaking down this W. And it doesn't sound like there's a lot of uh, rah-rah. It's not sunshine and roses just yet back in KC. Because these guys are breaking it out the best in the biz. Chris, thanks, man. Appreciate it, bro. Thanks. It was a battle of the top NFC team versus top AFC team to wrap up Sunday's week nine action. And it was the Tennessee Titans kind of shocking the NFL world. And it was full of them on Sunday, taking out the Rams 28 to 16 to come talk about the W, our guy from Locked On Titans. Of course, this Locked On NFL podcast on Thursdays, Tyler Rowland. And Tyler, man, what were your first thoughts or first insights on the Titans with Derrick Henry on the shelf, of course, undergoing foot surgery. Well, my whole takeaway the entire week was I don't think the Titans offense is going to fundamentally change. They do what they want to do. They'll just have less explosive runs. Derrick Henry is going to take those 60, 70, 50-yard touchdown runs. Who the Titans have now with Peterson and Foreman McNichols, they're not going to do that. But but overall, the Titans are going to keep the offense the way that they run it. They're not going to change uh, their philosophy overall, even with the loss of Derrick Henry. Tic Tac Titans on Twitter. Of course, Tyler Rowland. And uh, it wasn't really the offense that was making noise on Sunday night. It was the defense that showed up in a big way. Yeah, yeah. It was absolutely incredible. The Titans had five sacks on the night. That's the most sacks they've had in one game all year. Uh, that goes with the theme of the year. The Titans pass rush is just been absolutely incredible. They already have more sacks this year, halfway through the year, than they had the entire season 
last year. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons really led the charge. He had three sacks, three tackles for loss. He was the guy giving the pressure to Stafford when he threw the the interception at the goal line and went full Wentz on us. You never go full Wentz. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, Jeffrey Simmons, the defensive line, Harold Landry, Bud Dupree, uh, Danico Autry, who also deserves a lot of credit, even an undrafted free agent like Naquan Jones. They all really stepped up in this game and and disrupted Matthew Stafford from the start. Yeah, 28-16, and it really the, the final score not indicative of what we witnessed on Sunday Night Football. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the Titans dominated this contest. Do you feel like this is sustainable, this defensive performance? Well, maybe not necessarily holding the – holding the ran- five sacks and sure. two turnovers, a touchdown on defense, four for 15 on third down, one for three in the red zone with one score being the garbage time. I mean, maybe the Titans can't do that, but if the Titans defense is able when they play their when the Titans defense plays their best, they're able to hold teams like the Rams to 16, the Chiefs to three points. So, I think that is just quite the development because the best version of the Titans defense last year couldn't do this. Mm-hmm. So when you when you combine the best version of the Titans offense and the best version of the Titans defense, they have a good enough team to win the Super Bowl, which is what people in Tennessee, the expectations were this year, that they could make a deep run in the playoffs and, and maybe win a Super Bowl. So when you see this defense doing these kind of things to these sort of opponents, it just gives you that reassurance that going forward throughout the season, the Titans have a way easier schedule. They play Houston twice. They play Jacksonville again. They play the Dolphins. They play the 49ers. I mean, they play the the Saints next week, and their situation's a little murky mm-hmm. right now. So yeah. um, the Titans don't play the Rams every week, and if they're able to do this to the Rams at home on the road, the Titans have the most injuries in the NFL this year, 77 players they've used. That's 10 more then the second closest team at 67. That's seven players away from a record in the NFL, and we're only halfway through the year. For all of that to be said, the injury to Derrick Henry, for the Titans to come out and give this performance, I, I, I don't think you have to worry about it being sustainable. I think it's who they are. Yeah, that, that rushing attack, what do you expect from it going forward? We, we got our first glimpse of it. What do you expect mm-hmm. going forward? Uh, we're going to see more. Who, who's probably going to get more carries after week nine? Well, I think just instant reaction looking at that game. I I think Adrian Peterson looked like a 36-year-old running back. Mm. Uh, Now, brand new system. He hasn't been playing football this year. and He even said himself this week that football shape is different. Than, than just being in shape. He's in shape. That, you know, mm-hmm. better shape than 99% of the world population. But it's different <laughs> to actually play. So I think as Peterson gets more acclimated and gets in real football shape, learns the Titan system more, he'll still get the majority of the carries. He had 10 tonight. Uh, but I think Deontay Foreman, you know, looked like he's a guy who could take 10 carries himself. McNichols had a little bit of burst, although I'm not high on him as a runner. I like him in that pass-catching scat-back role that he's been playing in all year. Like I said at the beginning, the Titans aren't going to have the explosive run plays that they had with Derrick Henry because these guys aren't going to break it 60, 70 yards and take it to the house like Henry can do. He does that better than anybody else. But I think that they have enough talent there as Peterson kind of gets more acclimated to have a semblance of a run game so that they can keep doing what they do with the play action. It was, uh, you know, it couldn't have been a worse start to the season for the Tennessee Titans. They lose uh, pretty bad to the Arizona Cardinals, right. and we've seen that the Cardinals are one of the better teams in the leagues, if not in the top, uh, to, to, in the top teams to mention. And then you've got uh, the bad loss to the Jets. So a little uneven performances to this point, but now they're 7-2. and two. 
Mm-hmm. Where did the Titans stand as far as the top teams in the AFC? Because they've weathered the storm. And then I think even it, with the absence of Derrick Henry, they're in that conversation. Yeah, I'm, I I think they have to be. And you look at their two losses. Number one, every year there's some weird stuff that takes place in week one. And the Titans' sure. first team offense never played together. So not to diminish the importance of the Cardinals' win, but I mean, even if you want to look at that loss the way that it is and not give it the week one caveat and all of that, mm-hmm. and the Titans' offense caveat, the Cardinals are a fantastic team. Those are probably yeah. the two best teams in the league is the Titans and the Cardinals, so no shame there in in taking that loss. And then the Jets game, they were without A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, and I don't think that the Titans' offense can function when you don't have at least one of those guys. It's kind of hard for them to do that against any normal NFL team. So the two losses that they have, while they look kind of bad because of the score, because of the opponent, when you really drill in and look at them, they're not all that bad anyway. So with the Titans' schedule ahead like we talked about, I think that the Titans deserve to be considered the best team in the AFC. And, you know, you mentioned that the Titans upset the Rams, kind of shocked the football world. How many weeks in a row are we going to, oh, the Titans shocked the world. They beat the Bills. Oh, the Titans shocked the world. Yeah. They killed the Chiefs. Oh, the Titans shocked the world. They found a way to beat Indiana. Oh, they shocked the world on Sunday night football. You know, at some point in time, the world has to wake up. The right. Titans are one of the best teams in the NFL, and it's not changing. Yeah, it was J.J. Watt for the Cardinals who said uh, when they were beating up on the Browns, he's like, maybe we're just better. Maybe we're just better. And I think that the same could be said for the Titans, and uh, they continue to prove it week in and week out. Tyler Rowland, he's talking about it today. Check it out. Locked on Titans episode. Recapping tremendous victory over the Los Angeles Rams. Listen to him Thursday. Him and Alex Clancy right here. Locked on NFL podcast. So what did we learn on Sunday in week nine? It was... What we thought we knew, we no longer trust. The Cardinals, they're deeper than we anticipated. Winning without their stars, no Kyler, no DeAndre Hopkins. The 49ers are likely done at 3-5, and and the Rams couldn't keep up with the Cardinals. They're now back again, a game in the loss column. The Titans are emerging as one of the top teams following an uneven start, a loss to the Jets, a loss to the Cardinals, a lopsided affair. The Pats are back over five hundred. And were we too quick to anoint the Cowboys back? Is it like another team in Texas that we keep on saying is back, but isn't a bad loss for them. Chargers rebounded. Green Bay trying to pick up the pieces. Kansas City, they won. But as we heard from Chris Clark, it wasn't pretty. Definitely wasn't perfect. And their leader, Patrick Mahomes, continues to struggle. So how can they officially bounce back if their main player is still struggling. Something to follow along with. One more game remains in Week 9. Monday Night Football. Pittsburgh Steelers at 4-3. and three Play host to Justin Fields, the rookie signal caller, and the Chicago Bears at 3-5. and five. Guys over at the Locked On NFL Podcast Tuesday are going to recap that entire game. Plus, give you some insight to your fantasy football team. Luke Braun. I believe Ross Jackson's going to be back in the fold. They're going to be hooking you up you got to tune in. Thanks for already making it your first listen. Thanks for making this your first listen. I'm your host, Bo Brock. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at Locked On Network. Subscribe to YouTube, Locked On NFL, and follow me. Give me a little pity follow on Twitter. No, I, I'll give you some great insight as far as the Cardinals are concerned and some other NFL insights at Bob Brock. Easiest way to find me. Have a great rest of your Monday. Enjoy your week. I will talk to you a week from today, wrapping up all the Sunday action 
from NFL Week 10. It's already nearly here. 